This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. On today's episode, I sit down with two individuals who were recently students in Logan Urie's dating course. We hear their hesitations about taking a course on dating, the stigma around the idea of needing to learn how to date, what it was like learning about dating with a group of strangers, and what kinds of people signed up for a course like this. They share what surprised them and challenged them about the process, what they learned from Logan and the other students in the course, and how their dating lives are going now. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD, or any CBD for that matter, you are missing out. Mindset Wellness CBD's products, all of their gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, organic, and they taste incredible. They have helped my anxiety, they've helped me sleep at night, and I couldn't recommend them more highly. Head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. And we are here with the dating coaches. I'm so excited to have you both here. Thank you so much for volunteering to do this. I would love if you two would introduce yourself. Dating coachy woman, let's start with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so hi, listeners. <laughs> I am the dating coachy uh, that just participated in a month-long uh, dating course. And I'm located in New York and I'm in my 30s. Hey, Alana, thanks so much for having us on. I am Dating Coachy Man. Uh, I am a male in my 30s, and I am based in the Chicago area, and I also participated in the dating course. Awesome. Well, welcome. I love that we're from different places, too. I think one thing that I actually get caught up in is really talking to people mainly from New York. So I love that we got Chicago in the house. My first question is, what made you sign up for a dating course? Yeah, I'm happy to take that one um, first. So it's interesting. I was just coming off the heels of a breakup, actually, with a four-month-long situationship and um, had kind of felt like I had been hitting a wall constantly in terms of like figuring out how to get from situationship to relationship or like what was I doing in dating that wasn't necessarily like 
serving me. And I had previously read uh, Logan Murray's book, How to Not Die Alone, along with a number of other books. Attached is a huge book on my bookshelf as well. Um, and have been a huge listener uh, to Seeing Other People and the You Up Pod and Girls Gotta Eat, like all of these uh, podcasts around dating. And an email came through from Logan's list that was like, hey, I'm doing this cohort-based class. Like, it's a beta cohort, apply. And I was like, what weird timing. I am going to do that and explore it. Um, And at first I was nervous that it would be like, weird, but I figured that a, the content of the book and how she talked about dating would probably attract similar minded people, um, of like people who wanted to be curious about dating, learn a little bit, but also like could create community to support one another. So that's kind of what motivated me to sign up for a dating class. What about you, uh, dating coachy too? (laughs) Yeah. So as far as my dating history, I've done probably the majority of my dating history in the past probably two years or so. Um, And over time, I just wasn't having the success I wanted and just realized that I needed to take a more academic approach to it and be more explicit about what are some habits that I may need to change, what are qualities that I'm looking for in a dating partner. And so I did the same things. I read many of the same books, uh, How to Not Die Alone by Logan Urey, The Attached Book, Modern Love by Aziz Ansari. Uh, And I actually started working with a dating coach uh, earlier this past year. And she is the one who actually told me about the course. She thought it would be beneficial for me based on what we had discussed in sessions. Uh, And I agreed because I was kind of on that track from just having tried to be a little bit more metacognitive about my dating life. Uh, And so that's how I found out about the course. That's awesome. Thank you both for, for sharing all of that. I think One of the main reasons why I'm excited to have you on and to hear your experience in taking this course and everything from like first signing up to actually going through it is because people don't think about dating as like a thing that they have to learn. You know, people think like, okay, like I go through life, I'm going to date, I want to find love, I want to meet somebody, fall in love, start a family, whatever it may be. But if you take a step back and think about it, like, well, how the hell do you do that? You know, and like, dating isn't easy. Dating is incredibly difficult. Dating in 2022 now is so, so incredibly difficult. And it's such an uncommon thing in the grand scheme of things for people to actually seek out help for their dating life when we seek out help for every other thing. You know, like we have a headache, we call a doctor, we wake up with a tickle in our throat. Now we go take a COVID test. We want to be more flexible. We hire somebody to help us stretch better. There's so many different things in our lives that we reach out to professionals for help, but it's so uncommon for people to reach out to professionals for help in their dating lives. And I think a big thing, a big reason behind that is because people don't think like, oh, well, like I need, I'm supposed to learn how to date. I'm supposed to know how to date is what people go about it and how people approach it. And I think that, yes, as much as you'd think that you should just know how to date and as nice as it would be it doesn't always work that way. And so I think it's really interesting how dating coaching number two, you said that you, you took it upon yourself. Like you realized you wanted to take a more academic approach and you realized like, okay, I can learn how to do this. And I think that's really interesting and that's really rare. And that's something that I want more people to take upon themselves. And you both were reading the books, listening to the podcasts. And I think it's amazing that you on your own, like opened yourself up to learning about it. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say like one of the things that 
intrigued me most, and I can't remember what podcast I heard this on, but like fundamentally, like dating is not a norm or a natural sort of part of our existence. Like we do it out of necessity, but if we think about like our parents' generation, even like they had to go like call each other on the phone, write letters, had a smaller sphere of where they could go pick people from. And now we're faced with like the paradox of choice, which there's been a ton written about, like the plethora of options of humans that you could potentially meet um, if you're like um, a maximizer, which is like a term in Logan Uri's book, like myself, you're probably sitting there going like, oh, well, how could this be incrementally better? Or is this going to serve me? And I feel like those things were not in existence like a generation ago. And like we're combating like a bunch of macro factors with the environment and climate of today's world in terms of like the pandemic, but also like larger sort of like terrible doomy things that are looming. Um, And so it just creates this like pressure cooker kind of scenario of like, how do I want my life to be and how do I want to show up? And to your point, like, I think it is more getting more commonplace for people to seek out help in dating because of all of these things that are kind of like influencing our life choices, but it perhaps isn't necessarily like spoken about. It's kind of like the early internet dating age kind of things where back when like, I don't know, in 2011, when Tinder came out, everyone was like, oh, are you, are you internet dating? <laughs> and like, right. like um, people who met yeah. on a dating app would come up with a cover story and exactly. like would never want to admit that they met on a dating app. Now it's like every single person you talk to has met on Hinge or Bumble or Correct. whatever other dating app, everyone. Yeah. And I feel like the next frontier is going to be like, oh, like now we're kind of in hushed rooms saying like, oh, I took a dating course or, oh, I worked with a dating coach. Whereas like five, 10 years time, I'm pretty sure that will be the norm. Yeah. You know what? I hope it will be. I hope that's the direction that we're moving in. And that's why like, I'm always so touched when listeners reach out to me asking for help. I'm like, good. Like, this is what you should be doing. Like we should all be reaching out to the people that we know who can help us for things. And I think, I mean, like you were explaining, the way we date now is so unnatural. So to actually be able to do it without any assistance, without a crutch, without learning how to do it and and learning how to do it right based on who you are, like you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. And I'll say I definitely agree with what Dating Coach E said. Um, When we think about just mating in general, just, you know, one person finding another person. Um, that's been going on forever. I mean, we're all here, clearly. But dating itself is a relatively recent construct in that history. And so it's not something that we should naturally know how to do, even though you know we see other people in relationships and it seems to be going well. We don't know what difficulties those people might have had or if they themselves sought help for dating. And so it, it shouldn't be expected that like, oh, I should just automatically know how to date. Some people might actually make really good boyfriends, excellent girlfriends, really good spouses because people's skills are in different places. But the dating part, they might need help with just to get to that point where they can be someone for somebody else. Uh, so definitely kind of be easy on yourself and not feel that you should just like wake up knowing how to date because most things we don't wake up knowing how to do. And so it's OK yeah. to seek help for that type of thing. Absolutely. And to your point about seeing other people in in relationships and not knowing maybe they did use a matchmaker or a dating coach or whatever other type of resource, you also maybe if whether they did or not, like let's say assuming that they did not because that is more of the norm, 
maybe they're not in the right relationship. Yeah, they could be in a relationship, but it might not be a relationship that they're happy in. It might not be a healthy relationship. It might not be the relationship that's right for them based on who they are and what they need and what they have to give somebody else. And we've all been in relationships that have not served us and have been unhealthy for us. And I think that's the biggest difference in actually taking a course like Logan's or reading a book like How to Not Die Alone or finding other like-minded individuals who are like excited to learn alongside you is that you're actually figuring out what you need based on who you are and what experiences you've had. And you're actually learning what you've done in the past that you maybe shouldn't be doing and what bad habits you need to break. And I know for me, like a big part of my learning that was not only like becoming a friend of Logan's when I worked with her at Hinge and learning from her, but like I was in therapy for years and it literally took years of my therapist saying like, you need to stop dating these guys who don't want to be in a relationship. It took years of me hearing him say that to be like, oh, I should stop dating guys who don't want to be in a relationship. I feel like that's a great lead in kind of to like one of the homework activities. So yes, there was homework. We can talk about structure of the course, I guess at some point, but <laughs> one of the, the like most eye-opening, and I don't know if you feel this way too, dating coachy uh, <laughs> number two, I don't know what to call you. <laughs> um, but like the, the relationship inventory that we did. So uh, to describe it for listeners, it was a massive Google spreadsheet where you had to go document like all situationships historically that you had had in your life or relationships and talk about why it ended, how your dating um, tendency showed up, how your attachment style showed up, how their dating tendency and their attachment style showed up. And it was like a little bit, um, it was, it was traumatizing slightly, uh, but it was also so eye-opening to that point of like, here I can go identify the patterns and the themes and see how like, oh, I'm an anxious attacher. This is how anxiety is fucking up everything or like messing up everything. Sorry. Um, and that was so eye-opening and profound. And like the other pre-work that we had to do was also solicit input from our family and friends. And like, if I can give anything as a gift to listeners, like go ask your family and friends for some real heavy unfiltered feedback and like, don't begrudge them when they're brutally honest with you because it will only help you um, to get better about like where are they seeing your pitfalls. And those two com like components together were the most profound insights, I think, for me at least in, in this course in learning how to be a better dater and a better prospect for a relationship as well. I love the point that you made about listening to what your friends and family have to say, but not holding a grudge against them. And I think that's a really big thing. Like our friends and family and people who know us can see so many things about the way we date that we can't, but more often than not, they don't want to offer up their opinion because it's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be something you want to hear. And we also don't want to take their opinion because who are they to tell us how we should date, even though they're the ones seeing it. They're the ones who can actually see and point out the things that we're doing wrong. And so I think that's a really beautiful part of this process and something that, yeah, people who are listening to this might be tempted now to go try it, but without that accountability to actually do it and without knowing that like this is a homework assignment, this is something you have to do, there's somebody holding you accountable, there's a whole group of people you're doing it with, I'm sure that makes a huge difference in you actually putting yourself out there and doing it.
I agree. And with regard to the homework, I feel that many people don't often take inventory of their dating lives. Uh, you might have like a general idea of, oh, you know, I dated this person and it didn't go well. Oh, I dated this person, you know, they sucked or something just very general like that. But it's interesting when you actually sit down and write out all the people that you dated and all the things that went wrong and also all the things that you liked about them, because then you can understand better what patterns you have, because we're creatures of habit. And everything, including dating, we always fall into some sort of pattern. And so seeing what that is and seeing how you can hopefully break that pattern is part of finding success in dating. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that you pointed out that you're learning. You can also look back and, and reflect on things that you liked about that person because figuring out what you liked and figuring out what you don't like and figuring out what worked versus what didn't work, those are equally important because you have to take note of all of that to build on it and to know what to look for and what to not like, what to avoid in the future. Um, I want to take a step back because I know we jumped into talking about homework and kind of the whole world of dating right now. But when you signed up for this course, what were you, did you have expectations? Did you have hesitations? Did you have fears? Like how were you feeling going into the night, the first night? Sure. So I can take this one. Um, I think going into the course, there's that general fear of sharing fairly intimate things about yourself to people who are effectively strangers. There are very few things as personal as the type of person that you choose to date and the decisions that you yourself make in dating in general. So there's that apprehension of how am I going to be received or, you know, some of us might have really strong convictions about dating, whether it's how we want to meet potential partners, characteristics we want them to have, or when to DTR to define the relationship or who should pay on the first date. People can have very strong opinions on all these factors. And so there can be a fear going into a dating course and willingly putting yourself before other people to be adjudicated that you know some of those convictions will be challenged and, and that will make you uncomfortable. And so there's a fear of being taken out of your comfort zone, being forced to confront yourself or examine yourself and try to change some of your mindset. Uh, so that will always be there. But in general, it's it's kind of fun you know, thinking, okay, so especially for people who might, you might be the only single person in your whole friend group. Like when you get to a certain age, everyone is married, has children, X, Y, Z, and you're always calling your parents on the phone and they're just like, why are all of your mates married and you're not married? Blah, 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 blah. And so there can definitely be that kind of stigma of singlehood uh, because it's something that societally we're expected to do by a certain age. But being in the course kind of helps to destigmatize that and helps you to find camaraderie and community and kind of celebrate being single and celebrate the fact that like you're pretty freaking awesome you just have to find someone to date um and so definitely things to consider before going into the course but it's fun yeah i was gonna say i definitely had like it was funny i had pre-date jitters before the course started i was like oh man i'm so nervous and like who am i gonna meet in this class and i actually had the thought like oh is it gonna be all women um, and a lot of my friends actually said that too. They were like, I bet it's just a bunch of women. I bet men are not signing up for this. I bet that it's going to be just like a female hoorah, hoopla of like, let's talk about, I don't know why men are terrible <laughs> on the dating sphere. Um, but it was not that at all. And it was actually really refreshing, um, to have the course itself is like 30 people, like 30 single people all over the country, all genders, all um, sexual preferences, like super diverse crowd of people who really just wanted to come together to learn and support one another. 
in um, this endeavor. And to my co- uh, co-classmates point, like you're about to get really vulnerable with a bunch of strangers really quickly. And so like one of the things that I really loved was we had pods that made the 30 person cohort feel smaller so that we could have that intimacy with like five to six other people and talk about things on a deeper level or debrief from class learnings and sort of have that support network. And it was so profoundly powerful. Like every time I left the class or a pod session or we had a discussion in our Slack um, workspace, like it was just, it was so energy giving and so like affirming in a way that I can't really put clear or cogent words to um, because it was like having a hype squad to do this thing that like we all are doing together and to have that support network or to toss around ideas on these subjects that, you know, to my, my um, co-classmates point, like you might be the only single person in your friend group. Who are you going to talk about those crazy dating stories with or, or sussing out whether this is the right person or not for you or what do they bring out in you or how do you check your tendencies, your attachment styles or whatever, like all of that kind of played into this wonderful melting pot of a cohort and a class that really just like brought it all home. But the anxiety subsided so quickly when you realize what a warm and welcoming like landing pad the, the course was. I, the entire time you just explained that, like I'm smiling right now. Like my face is stuck in a smiling position because it sounds like everything that I wish I had when I was single and everything where, I mean, there are some times where you almost don't feel comfortable talking to your friends and people who are in your life and are close to you about certain things because you are afraid of how they're going to perceive you, how they're going to judge you. And of course, there's an entirely different fear that comes with doing that with strangers. But in a way, it seems like an an amazing opportunity to both of your points, like that fear of kind of being vulnerable and sharing these things with these strangers. I feel like it's almost an incredible way to practice dating. Yeah, actually, (laughs) it really is. Now that I think about it, it's like, how can I go be like the most vulnerable, raw, realist form of myself and like let all guards down? And like, I think the other thing too is like these classes are what you make of them. So you can have an experience where you go in and you're like, and and some of our classmates did this, right? They came in, they attended the sessions. Maybe they'd attend a pod session here or there. Maybe they'd chime in once in a blue moon in Slack, or maybe they wouldn't chime in at all. And that was their choice. And that's what they were ready to bring to the table. And then you had other groups and, and my, my, uh, I'm going to just say, uh, we were pod mates. So that's an easier way of describing <laughs> where we sat. So we were in the same pod. Um, and our pod was like very invested and still continues to be invested long after the course being done. Like we catch up with each other. We want to follow up on like where everyone's at with their dating lives and like continue to be that support network in the go forward. And it just is a testament of like, you get what you put into these things. It's not just going to be like a gift of like, here's all the magical stuff you need to do to sprinkle on your, your dating life. And like, boom, it's going to be perfect. It's work. And that's a thing that I think people sometimes don't think about when it comes to dating, but relationships are work too. So it shouldn't be a, like, <clears throat> un, it shouldn't be that far-fetched of a, a concept. Exactly. I, I, the whole time you were saying that, I was thinking like, 
it sounds like the course almost mimics a relationship. Like you get out what you put into it. And somebody could say like, here's this person that is exactly the type of person that you should be with. They're like, they are your match for whatever term we're going to use. They're your soulmate, like the one, whatever we well, that's a whole other episode. <laughs> um, but like, this is a person that you could form a lasting, happy relationship with, a lifelong partnership with. But if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get that. That's not what you're going to end up with. And so I think that having that kind of mimicked in this experience, even though it was like over a month and with a bunch of different people, I think that's a really big lesson that I'm sure you all were able to take away from it. Yeah. I agree. And we sort of talked about this um, a little bit in, in our pods in, in the class that it's similar to going to therapy. Like in therapy, you have to bear yourself. You have to make yourself vulnerable. Otherwise it's not going to work. You just kind of, it's, it's, it's scary and it can be, you know, it can be make it make you feel very apprehensive and uncomfortable. But once you allow yourself to be invested once you open yourself up and share things then people can see the root of your problem and offer you perspective on it and that's one of the most helpful things because the whole time you're going through your dating life you're thinking about the people that you're dating um, but it's just you like you have no other resources and now when you're with people who you know the dating course was led by people who do this for a living you so you benefit from their expertise you benefit from the your classmates from all of their dating stories and sometimes you share with them and you'll be surprised at how many things that you think are unique to you that are very common in dating and you'll be surprised at who benefits from what you have to say uh, and so all of that can only happen once you just kind of give it your all and you allow yourself to be vulnerable in the course I think the other two, thing too is like we had in our pod, like people from San Francisco, from Toronto, from Chicago, um, from New York, like everywhere. And so it was fascinating because I was in my like purview, I was like, oh, are my dating problems as a 30 something single person in New York going to be the same as somebody in Chicago or San Francisco or Toronto? And what was fascinating to me was like, we all were going through actually very similar things. And so like you hear the misconceptions of like, is dating like the same in every city? And I think after this experience, I can say it's similar. It's not necessarily the same, but like the experiences are 110% like unilateral, like, or universal rather, where we're all kind of going through the similar throes of like figuring it out and like looking for the, the signs of someone who's going to show up in the way that we want them to or need them to. And so that was really interesting. Um, and then the other really cool thing that that we did in our pod as well was like um, really took time to get to know one another on like a deeper personal level. So like we had one night where we spent a good two hours on a Zoom call, like it kind of felt like a Zoom date for all of us. Um, but like we just unwinded a little bit and got to know each other as people. And I think that really like helped to continue to break down those walls. And so we had one pod mate who was like really quiet at first. Um, and she like, by the end of the the class was like just a different person. It was, she was incredible. popping off. Yeah. She was popping off. It was amazing. It was the best transformation. And um, it was so exciting too. And I think like 
I know one of um, the things that that I was worried about is like, oh, what are the other people in the class going to be like? And I think that it was just a remarkably diverse and educated and like amazing group of humans who I was like, how is everyone single? <laughs> yeah. Well, going I had the back same to, thought. I was like, who is withholding love from y'all? <laughs> like you're all fast and like fantastic people. Um, going back to that pod mate that opened up as like later on, as Logan would say, she was a slow burn, she which just goes burn. to show sometimes you do have to peel back the layers and, and give people the chance to show you who they really are. And some people are way more ready to like jump in and just pour everything out and other people hold it back for a little while, but you have to in dating really give people the chance. And and I love that as one of like Logan's lessons is buck the spark and go after the slow burn. Um, but so, okay. Going, continuing on with like the other students in the course, what are some things that you learned from them? You want to start this one? Sure. Uh, so the students, the other people were like some of the just chillest, like friendliest people you'll ever meet. And I'll say this very cautiously. We were all like, quote unquote, normal people. I feel like for someone entering this type of environment for the first time, it's easy to think, oh, this is a group of people who have difficulty dating and you might form like whatever preconceived notions from that. But if I met any of these people on the street, I'd be shocked that they were having so much trouble in their dating lives. Like by the end of the course and you spend so much time with these people, you know, you you get to learn them, learn about them in the same way that a prospective partner might. I'm like, you know, all of y'all are fantastic and like we're a fairly good looking group of people, I'll say. And so you the other people in the class definitely helped uh, help to provide support, help to provide encouragement. Um, one of the things that kind of stuck with me uh, most from the course, stuck with me most from the course, for those of us who have had difficulty in dating or whose dating lives are simply longer than those of our peers by a certain age, it's very easy and natural to feel that it's because there's something that we lack. It's because we feel that we're deficient in some way, whether we think we're not attractive enough or we think we're too awkward. Whatever the thing is that we think is missing, it isn't necessarily true. So kind of going back through my own history, over time, as a guy, you start to kind of form an idea of what types of guys like, you know, have girlfriends. Oh, that guy has a girlfriend. That guy has a girlfriend. And the thinking for me has been like, you know, oh, if I look like that, I would have a girlfriend. Or, you know, if I was more attractive, I would have a girlfriend. Uh, but it was interesting because our moderators in the course, they told us, like, we've worked with many people who have had many of these qualities that if you think, if I had that, I wouldn't have trouble getting dates. People who were objectively attractive, people who were successful in their careers. And so all that to say, like, that was that was a point for me. It's like, dating is a far more complex exercise than we give it credit for. So if you find yourself with any struggle in dating, it's probably multifactorial. It's not due to any one thing. And you won't learn that unless you talk to other people about their dating experiences or you, you know, you see what other struggles that people have had as well. Yeah. I always am like, whenever somebody talks about something being deficient, I'm always thrown back to like this line that Jared Freed, the comedian has, where he's like, everyone is someone's foot. Like, and that was immediately where I was like, yeah, we're all people's feet uh, or foot. I don't know how to describe it, but that's that's where my mind went there. Unless you have a foot fetish, then we're not. Unless you have a foot fetish, totally different thing. No discrimination. <laughs> we no, are not I, selling feet pics here. I, I uh, love that because, like, I, um, because for a lot of people, 
by on the the flip side, like some people can are um, acutely aware of what their assets are. They know what makes them good, and just like you know, I'm X Y Z. Like, why am I having trouble? And then I read something somewhere. It's like you can be like the ripest, juiciest, sweetest peach in the world, but there's always that one mother sucker who hates peaches. So it doesn't even matter. <laughs> That's yep. so true. <laughs> yeah, and if you think about it, like and anyone who's listening, like take a mental note of the people in your life that you know that are single. I guarantee that there is somebody who you think is like one of the most attractive people that you know who is single. Somebody who is the smartest person you know who's single. Somebody who is the most accomplished or like career focused and like crushing all of their goals person you know that's single. And we think, we look at them and it's like, how are they single? But then when we think about it for about ourselves, it's like, well, clearly there's something wrong with me if I'm single. And we're so hard on ourselves where in reality, it's not like, there's nothing wrong with you. It's not that you're missing something. It's not that you're not good enough. It's not that you're not deserving of love. It's not that nobody's ever going to want to be with you. It's just that, like you said, it's multifaceted. There's so many different aspects that go into it. There are past experiences that you're not addressing, that you're not dealing with. There could be habits that you need to break. There are so many different things, but when we think about it, it's just like, oh, well, I'm not good enough. But that's not yeah. true. No, not at all. And I think like there was uh, there was a six foot plus man in our class. So they need help too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you the six foot plus male community needs help too. So they're not, you know, it's not a indictment about against any one look or feel or anything like that. Like I think um, when I think about like looking around the class again, it was like, it was widely diverse and like everyone brought something to the table. And when I think about like what I learned out of it, it honestly was like one comparison is the enemy of anything good in your life. Like do not compare yourself to anybody else's experience. Like it's brutal and it's, it's, it's not a happy way to go be. You are your own person to um, my potty's point. You're a whole ass person. So bring that to the table. Like don't, (laughs) don't forget it. Um, And like, I think the biggest lesson um, (laughs) that I learned through the class was like, how can, um, how can we like date like a scientist and date smarter? Like, what are the people like, I, I am drawn to the spark. I am a very clear, anxious attacher. I love avoidance. They like ignite my spark. Like there is no tomorrow. It is Katy Perry's firework all over. Um, but that does not serve me well because the spark is my anxiety. Um, and so really honing in and like using the classmates to kind of like talk through things where I'm like, I don't know, am I bored in this or is it just me looking for an anxiety hit or like learning through those patterns of real self-reflection, I think was the biggest takeaway. And then also, um, hearing, how people were applying the lessons that we were learning in classes in real life scenarios was really, really helpful too. Yeah. One question that um, some of the listeners had when I shared that I was going to be recording with both of you is, were you dating while taking the course? And if so, did you communicate that to the people you were dating? Oh, I love this question. And I think Alana, I had asked you about, or they have commented on something or asked you about it um, offline of like, you know, do you talk about your podcast with people that you were dating? And like, 
I think it was for me one of those things where um I talked about it pretty openly. I like when I when I read Logan's book, I was talking about that on dates. I'm sure that freaked some men out, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, and when I was taking the class, it took me to like a second date to really tell people about it because I was like, this is not first date fodder. Um, but by the second date, I did tell people that I was seeing that I was like in this class and I was using it as a way to kind of like learn my own patterns and also to date smarter and really hone in on what I was looking for in a partner. Um, so the long and short of it is like, yes. And people were not, people were not weird about it. Like they were actually more interested oftentimes than not. They were like, oh, cool. Like, what do you talk about in there? What are you learning? Um, and I think that curiosity actually demonstrates like a healthy interest in this land of like getting meta about dating and like talking about dating on dating uh, or on dates rather. <laughs> I love, I think talking about dating on dates is something that everybody should be doing and people every, yeah, something that everybody should be doing. No, that was right. That was correct. Yeah, English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people don't do it. But if you talk about dating on dates, like you said, like people expressed interest in it and then you got into conversations about dating and relationships and what you're looking for and to approach a date from the perspective of like, oh, well, neither of us go on dates with other people. We're just on this date. This date is the only date that exists <laughs> is so naive. And you also lose the opportunity to have real conversations about relationships, about what you're looking for, about past experiences, about the type of person you want to be in a relationship with, about the type of partnership you want. So I actually love that you talked about how to not die alone and about this course with dates. Yeah. What about you? I haven't got, I haven't got much to add. <laughs> much. So I, I was dating while I was taking the course um, relatively heavily, but I I didn't, the opportunity never really presented itself, I guess, for me to, to bring it up. And it's not something that I was just going to be like, hey, BT Dubs, like I'm in this dating course. Uh, so it just didn't, I would have been okay to talk about it. I think on one of the dates I went on, we did get a little meta about dating. Like I asked her, I was like, you know, what are some of the like the craziest things that like you you've seen on Hinge or on any dating app that you're on? Like, what are some of the things that guys write? Because, you know, from both the male and female perspective, people write pretty crazy things about like what they're looking for or, you know, what the other person must have. And, you know, she was saying that, oh, guys, you know, things. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like that's it's it's funny because like. I think sometimes when I tell my friends that I talk about dating on dates, they're like, why would you do that? That's like letting the genie out of the lamp, like the secrets out. And I'm like, we all know that we're all going on multiple dates with people. So like, why be shy about it? Also, like, mm -hmm. I don't owe this stranger anything until we have some sort of conversation. And dating is kind of weird and funny and like yields some good stories about what people are looking for or not looking for or can give me some deeper insight into like, what did they think didn't work about some date that they may have been on? I'm not saying like, show me your hinge and let's go through it. Like, <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. That, that'd be think... one, one way to let somebody know you're not interested. On the yeah. Could you imagine? I, I think that's a good point though. Like it's, it's, it's okay to have those conversations because everyone has a different mindset around dating. Like some people will only date one person and when that doesn't work out, then they'll start dating other people. And like everyone is in a different place in their dating life. So someone might be like, what? Like you're dating multiple people like at the same, but besides me. And so just 
being open about not that necessarily that you're seeing other people, even though that's the title of the podcast, but the fact that you, you know, have been on dates and have experiences from that. And like, this is what you've learned. Uh, it should be okay. It should be, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, absolutely. I also think, I mean, like you both spoke about opening up to the people in your pod, the people in the course about your dating experiences, about your struggles, about these vulnerable things. Like in doing that on a date, it only brings you closer to the person. Again, as always, make sure you're doing it because it's something that they deserve to hear and you think is going, like they should hear about you, not because you like, oh, I'm going to say this thing so that this person feels more connected to me because that's wrong. And that's when you get into like oversharing, which we all are, have been guilty of and try not to do. But I do think it leads to learning more about each other in a sense of like really important topics and topics that are going to impact you. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, like all of my exes are crazy because X, Y, Z thing. Obviously that's never a good thing to hear, but it could be like, yeah, my past, like my last relationship didn't work out because of this. And I really am looking for something serious now because that like that didn't work out, but I do want to find like that life partner. And even that simple sentence will tell the other person what you're here for, what your purpose is, what you're looking for. And then they'll know whether or not you're aligned and whether or not this is worth pursuing. And so we try so hard to dance around these conversations and like walk on eggshells around them, but they're the conversations that we benefit from having. Yeah. And I, I think like, people shy away perhaps from having that blunt of a like statement of like, Hey, I'm looking for something serious, but I think like getting that out early or saying like, I'm investing in time and effort into, um, learning about my dating life and doing the the introspective self-work. Like we had a poll in our pod where we were like, who's looking for like serious committed things all the way to like, I'm just here for like a good time. Uh, not a long time. (laughs) And what was interesting is like half the pod was very much like I'm looking for a committed relationship. And then half the pod was somewhere in the middle of like, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, I'm down with a situationship. And so it was another insight from a like spectrum perspective of like, some people are just looking for like connections. Some people are looking for lasting longevity and love and like everywhere in between and then outside those lines too. And so like, I think the other misconception is like, if you say something to that effect on a date of like, I'm looking for commitment, people are going to be like, ah, God, and run away. But statistically speaking, like that has been proven to not be the case. Most people are like, cool, thank you for being upfront with your intentions. We can move forward or we can see each other on the flip. Um, (laughs) So it was, I think that was really interesting and insightful. For sure. I I also like what you mentioned about that poll and the results of it. And because I think when people hear like people taking a dating course, their mind goes to like, well, these are people who 1000% are looking for the real deal, like the, the life partner, the lasting relationship. But it just goes to show again, like we cannot assume and you can't assume that about people signing up for a dating course just as much, if not more, then you can't assume that about the person sitting across from you on a first date. Absolutely. And that's going through the course. That's something that came up as well. Just realizing that even on a dating app, which by its title is meant for looking for, you know, interpersonal relationships, not everyone is looking for the same thing. Um, People that, you know, I've talked to for what I feel like is a decent amount of time. And then they're just like, 
I actually came on here because I was bored. Like, I'm not trying to be in a relationship or, you know, you seem really nice, but not looking for anything. And it's like, why does we, why do we just talk for the whole last week and that type of thing? And so being candid about that at some point is only going to benefit you uh, because someone might have all the qualities that you think that you're looking for. But if you are not both on the same page in terms of where you want the relationship between the two of you to go, it's better to figure that out sooner rather than later. Dating isn't just about finding what you want. It's about screening out the things that aren't good for you as well. I will say to that point of like having people on like the spectrum of like wanting something casual to wanting serious committed relationship in the course too, really dismantled our working theory that Logan had just like picked us all to set us all up with each other, Um, which would have been a social experiment. (laughs) We were like, is this? And then we were like, no, the count doesn't make sense for who's in the class. But We'll we'll know if we see the paper in like five years. I know. Yeah. Yeah. With an end of 30. (laughs) I mean, you know what? It's also, honestly, it is another good way to meet people. Like, yes, maybe a one in a million chance that out of the 30 people, a couple ends up coming out of it. But it also is a great way to connect with more people because the more people you can connect with, the more people you can say, hey, I'm looking for a relationship with somebody who knows who they know. And you have to put yourself out there and say, like, I would like to be set up if you know somebody who would be a good fit for me. And so connecting with more like-minded individuals who are looking or are interested in the same things and willing to have these conversations, you never know who somebody knows who could end up being your person. Exactly. And like, I will say this, like I have such deep like love for every single person in this class after going through like four weeks of very intensive, like self-reflection and work. And uh, it was funny at the end, we were like, oh, like set each other up. And like, I already have one in LA that I'm like trying to set up with a friend of mine. And I'm like, ooh, could that be a potential? And I'm like on the hunt for people in Chicago or like the Bay Area or like anywhere just so I can start like proliferating and setting more people up on dates. Because I I just was like, oh, and you get to know people so well through it, too, that it's like now you want to invest in their success as well. And then we're all just going to have like a big rockin' party when we all settle and find our people. Yeah, I I miss it. I I I want to be invited to it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. (laughs) You will come to all of our big, fat, insert nationality, race, ethnicity weddings here. (laughs) Um, Before I let you guys go, I want to ask one final question because I know that now the course is over and so I'm wondering if you think that it will have a lasting impact on how you think about dating how you approach dating or maybe even beyond dating are there ways that it has impacted how you perceive yourself or just life in general or connections or anything like that um what is that the case? And if so, what are some of those lasting impacts that you foresee? Yeah, absolutely. Even from taking the course, I was already starting to notice myself apply some of the uh, lessons just to everyday life. Like one of them is when you're on a date, instead, when it's very natural in conversation, when someone mentions something, you're just like, oh, me too. And then you like talk about yourself. Uh, And so the idea is you instead want to you want to follow up what they said, but keep the focus on them. So instead of saying, oh, me too, like ask them a follow-up question or probe more about what they're talking about. So they continue to talk about themselves instead of you, instead of you uh, kind of flipping the attention on you. And so I find myself doing that even just when I'm meeting people with like no romantic intent at all. If they mention something, I'll try to 
use that as an opportunity to learn more about them rather than to share something about me. Uh, but I feel like I will continue to take what I learned from this course going forward. And it was, it was many things. So I feel like there might be a misconception like, oh, this is a course, like they're going to teach us like, oh, this is how you choose a restaurant and this is how you should dress and this is how you should kiss. It isn't that mechanical. It's, it's not like, like an online tutorial something. Uh, we had a workshop where we all had to submit our dating profiles and show our moderators like, this is what my dating profile looks like. And some of them are just like, oh, this is good. Some of them are like, eh, you need some work. And so that is something that you know going forward and it helps you to it, it helps me to look like look at other people's dating apps differently and like oh you put a lot of effort into this that too and then also um what's my train of thought uh take your time Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the things in the class that we all agreed was one of the most beneficial was a flirting workshop. And that, too, is a skill. It's Flirting is a skill within dating, so it's a skill within a skill. And just they brought in, like, flirt experts just and they had them have, you know, they just had them flirt with one another. And so it was very interesting to see, you know, both guys and girls, how they how they flirt, how they gauge, you know, interest in someone else, how they get someone else to be interested in them. And we were all like affected. We were just like, all y'all are so charming. Like this, I don't know what's happening, but this is, this is really good. Uh, and so different exercises like that in the course that you really wouldn't get anywhere else. Like no one is, I mean, you might have a friend who teaches you how to flirt, but not in a very structured way. So learning how to be better about flirting, learning how to be better about communicating with people, learning how to have a very good dating profile. Those are just some of the things that I think the course really excelled at teaching us how to do. I agree. And I think the other factors, like all of that, yeah, taking away massively. The other factors, I think, for me, that were insightful as well were items around like how to keep your tendencies in check or keep like those um, elements that are holding you back at bay. So like, I know I'm an anxious attacher. How do I operate from a space of confidence was the word that we like created that was awesome. Um, so that I don't like engage in protest behavior. Or if I'm a romanticizer, which I'm not, but I know my potty is. Like, how do I make I sure? I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How do I make sure right that I get swept up? I'm, I'm a little bit of both. I'm a mix of both of you. <laughs> Disney lied to me. Oh, Disney did lie. That. Probably can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Disney. Did Disney The Bachelor lied. also lie to you? Because I'm about to go watch it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's all fake. The Bachelorette uh, <laughs> lied to me. <laughs> so I think, like, it just kind of helped us reframe and, like, I think honestly, though, the biggest thing is like, here we are in 2022, new year, getting to get out there and, and figure this wonderful world of dating out. And we have a, a cohort of like 30 other single individuals who can go be our hype squad or our support system when things go awry or continue to be people who we can bounce ideas off of in perpetuity. And that to me is the greatest thing that has come out of this because now you have like not just like your normal friends who you could text who might be married and out of the game for a while but you literally have like 30 other single people who are like yeah go on that date 
tell us about your post date date. Tell us about like, what did they do? How did they show up? Are they a prom date? Are they a life partner? Like all of the things that we might need help with. Um, they're there to go help us through it. And that to me is like the biggest takeaway and, and why everyone should sign up for something like this. Agreed. I love that. And I love how you like pointed to different lessons that you learned from the course that people might be hyping you up and, and calling you out on or asking you about, because I think that's a really big difference between having this group of people to talk about your dates and your dating life too, versus your friends where your friends might have the same bad habits that you've had that you didn't know you needed to break. And so they might be perpetuating that or saying like, Oh no, like it's all in your head. Like nothing's wrong. Everything's great with this person. Like keep going where maybe this person is totally wrong for you. And so I think it's actually amazing that you have a group of people that you all learned together and you can hold each other accountable based on the lessons that you learned, which is, I think, such a unique thing. Totally. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you both so, so, so much for being here. I, I feel like I now have you two that I can bounce my relationship <laughs> shit off of hopefully Anytime. not my dating shit off them we <laughs> are here. Oh. soon but um no this is really awesome and I mean I definitely learned a lot and I'm so glad and excited for you two and I I hope to get updates on your dating lives and see. I was gonna say do you want to do you want a status check since taking the course where we're at uh yes all right, fine. I'm on like date, I don't know what, because I lost count with a guy that I started <gasps> seeing at the start of this dating class who I, I told that I was taking it on date two. And it's trending positively. We haven't had any DTR combos or anything like that. But um, I will say this class helped me because he is a slow burn. And I would not have given him a chance beyond the initial date because I did not feel like a strong spark um, initially. And my pod mates helped me to get over my shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, same. So I'm um later on this week I'm going to go on date 4 with a girl I started dating while taking the class and I would if I hadn't been in the class, I probably I might not be seeing her anymore cuz we've been talking for like about 2 months and um she was saying that she wanted to take things slow and I was like ah, how slow is slow? Like that kind of a thing. Um, and so I almost like, I almost broke things off with her. Like I was in the middle of typing something out and I was like, just give it some time. Just like suck it up and like, let it see where it's going to go. You know, because I feel like there are, you know, there are qualities in, in our interaction that are worth it and that can definitely grow into something, uh, bigger and better over time if, if given the time to grow. So already using the, uh, the advice and the lessons learned from the course and applying it to my dating life. You better type that is all crazy. Of this up Wait, in we're black, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we're two two out of thirty people in this course, and you're on date. You don't know how many because you lost count. And date four, and mm -hmm. both of you may not have been, gotten to this point if it wasn't for taking this course and learning the things you did and, and giving it a chance. Also, team slow burn all the way. Let's go. Um, but that's <laughs> slow incredible. burn is real. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so real. So real. <laughs> so, so real. Um, that's incredible. And I'm so happy for you both. And I wish you both all the best of luck. And I will make sure that there is another update when this episode 
is aired so that everybody can be in the loop with what's going on. Yeah, and maybe the next episode will take off our cloak of anonymity depending on how things go. Surprise, y'all. <laughs> Stay tuned. Surprise, they're dating each other. Just kidding. <laughs> Yo, that'd be awesome. Aww, I, mean, that's, I, I, mean, love, that's, I was like, be, I do love that, my body. Not, <laughs> That'd be a plot twist, if ever. That'd be the biggest plot twist, but the best plot twist. Your follower count would, like, double all of a sudden. Oh, this is a serial podcast. Do it for the pod. Do it for the pod. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, on that note, thank you both so much for being here. To everyone who listened, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!